we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for October 24th, 2016. And today, considering what could be upon the immediate horizon with this coming election and the things leading up to that, I really feel compelled to just kind of stay on that subject um, because there could be a lot of potentially cataclysmic things on the horizon and I, I want my listeners to be as forewarned about it as possible. There's no real way to actually do this with a weekly or a um, semi-monthly audio broadcast, but I'm trying to coalesce everything I've learned uh, kind of up to this current date to give you the big picture of what we may be facing here. The first, I'm going to be playing a series of audio recordings from different experts regarding this subject and you're going to see that they're all pretty much saying the same thing giving their different takes on different and various scenarios that we could be facing uh, but a lot of cross confirmation there so the first recording is how's the election how the election may be stopped and I'm going to go ahead and roll this now well we've got some breaking news as if every story that we're doing these days is not breaking news more is happening than I can keep up with. More is happening than any of us can keep up with. But in particular, we've got some really critical questions to look at. And I have on the line with me Paul Martin. And Paul, you know, we talked about... This is the gentleman that we played in an earlier video. So we're, we're not only getting Dave Hodge's take on it, but we're getting Paul Martin's. He seems to be very, very credible as well. He's the one that lives out in Colorado. He has a lot of intel uh, on a lot of different things going on in America, a lot of high-level um, military-type contacts, but also a lot of boots on the ground where he's seen different and various um, foreign troops of different nationalities, and we got into that, I believe, in the last study, and um, just a lot of knowledge in this area. So I'm going to just let let this play out here. It's, it's well, We're going to be looking at about a 24-minute clip here and probably the longest one I'll be playing today, but they, they say a lot of things in here that I think we need to know. This earlier today, it's really hard to know where to begin with all that's happening, and it's all critical. <clears throat> well, it is, Dave. I, you know, my, my head's reeling. I know your head's reeling. Probably the audience head's reeling. But <clears throat> I, you know, was thinking this morning about all the stuff that's come out on the Clintons, uh, all of the emails, the Podesta emails, hundreds and hundreds of them um, on the uh, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Chelsea Clinton. And then we got uh, uh, Trump this morning on his, on his speech and what he'll do in the first hundred days of his administration. And uh, not only did he turn the apple cart over, he stomped on the apples and then he chopped the cart <laughs> up with the hatchet. I mean, well, now I'm not even sure what, what Trump said, but based on me watching some of his previous speeches here i'm sure he's saying he's going to go in and i mean he he went in this last debate and basically said i'm going to open up a special investigative thing regarding you hillary and basically implying you're going to be in jail and the thing is is he's so in your face with this it's almost like with his rhetoric he's forcing their hand i'm not saying what he's doing is wrong at all um he may, I don't, I, it may be a, a wiser choice to maybe not be so going after their throat during uh, the election process, running up to the election process. But I guess, you know, all gloves are off here. And, uh, and I don't mean that because he's a wimp to kind of back off a little bit, but to not show all your cards is what I'm saying here, of what you're going to do exactly. But, hey, it's all out in the open pretty much it sounds like uh now he could be a puppet on a string and he could maybe get in there and not implement anything I, I i don't know i mean it would be diametrically opposed to what he's actually saying what's actually coming out of his mouth um but i'm saying that's worst case scenario the whole point is is they're going to do every and anything and use every dirty trick on the in the planet in order to keep him out of there whether that's suspending the elections whether that's rigging the elections i mean 
I've seen internal polls where he's ahead by you know just monstrous amounts. He, he this guy fills stadiums and then and then then it's overflowed outside with another thousands of people outside waiting. I know the one thing I went to just here in um, um, Hickory, North Carolina, just to kind of get a feel for things. We couldn't get in, and we got there super early. We didn't even get close to getting in, and that was before. I mean, his popularity's even gained since then i mean the mile just the 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 line went on for it seemed to be about a mile it's ridiculous and hillary has a hard time filling a high school auditorium so i mean that right there there's something <laughs> there's something really off here re regarding what they're doing and they are rigging it and i mean you know all you see and i don't even like going up to cnn i don't even want to look at it but I will just go up there to see what the Clinton News Network is saying on how they're going to rig things and, and all of their lies they're spewing because that, that is all the mainstream media is basically turned into is um, spewing lies other than I would say, you know, some of the conservative hosts like Hannity and these types of people. I'm not saying they're all perfect, but um, they're saying that Clinton has a 12-point lead now. I'm... I'm I mean, the, the lies are so audacious, so outer space-like. But I think what they're doing here is, is this is their plan A. Their plan A would be ideally to steal the election. Now, this is what they're posturing for, okay? Um, they're planning on having the UN, the United Nations, the, the, the coming backbone, the, the coming military and political backbone of the new world order which we're ceding all of our sovereignty to obama's made sure of that we're going to even look at that more again today they're making sure they're going to be the ones that are overseeing the elections and fema and homeland security are also so the most wicked factions of that that, that are on the ground here in america of our military and then the United Nations are going to be the ones overseeing the elections to supposedly make sure there's no fraud. No, they're going to be the very entities that are going to make sure that it is going to be total fraud. And I've heard it said a lot lately that you can't fix a landslide, but it's appearing more and more and more and more that is exactly what they're planning on doing. Now, it, it still may not work. Um, I think the biggest thing against that obviously would be God intervening prayer god thwarting their plans if it be his will if it be his will so that hillary doesn't get in obviously um and also having boots on the ground exit polling and that that um oh the stone guy he's got that stop the steal website to try to mobilize people to go to the polls and conduct exit polls uh, to try to keep this thing halfway honest. You know, without that, like I've said before, your vote doesn't mean a whole lot. And um, they've been rigging elections for decades and decades and decades. And I've, I've went over this in, in depth in times past. But there's going to be no election ever, if it goes down, and I say if because we're going to look at a lot of scenarios today, that will be more rigged than this one. Guaranteed. Nothing to even come, not, not, I don't think even in, in American history, maybe in like, you know, banana republics or third world countries, maybe, yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and go forward here. What, what was the most dramatic thing he, do you think he said uh, with regard to his, uh, quote, Gettysburg Address is what it's being referred to? I mean, it, it, it was, it was all about making America great again. I mean, finances. Uh, sweeping out the garbage out of the Potomac, and I mean, just all the things that really need to be done here. And you know as well as I do, and probably the audience knows that follows your work, that the powers that be are, are not just going to go, you know, easily into this good night. I mean, sure. they are going to come with a vengeance. And that's what I call. Jim. See, they're they're not. He's not just going saying he's going to go after Clinton or you know, Obama or anybody, it's the Senate, it's the Congress, it is a sweeping reform he's talking about here. We're talking about most likely a lot of people ending up in jail, 
Uh, we're also talking about who's going to determine the next Supreme Court justices, which will actually absolutely sway the which way this country goes from a morality standpoint. Now, I know we're not, you could say, well, we're not a moral country. I, I get that, but it would get so much worse if Hillary was allowed to get in there and, and bring in her LBGT pro um give all of our rights away so some transgender guy can go into a bathroom and feel comfortable because that's all that matters to the new world order the most sick depraved people on the planet that they're comfortable meanwhile the vast majority of people who are uncomfortable with that situation have no rights that's all that matters that's all that matters in the brave new george orwellian upside down world that we're moving into right is wrong wrong is right 2 plus 2 equals 69. It's, it's insane, which is what they want to bring us into. And if Hillary gets in there, it, it, that's exactly what's going to happen, and there's no doubt on that. Now, you could say, well, if Trump gets in there, it'll happen too. Okay, you can make that argument. I'm just telling you that's not the platform he's running off. Okay, Hillary is running off that platform. It is over. It is in your face, and she has done it for years. And then you, you dropped your bomb on me. Well, yeah, here, here's what I'm getting, Paul, and, and I've gotten this, fragments of this from many different sources, but primarily two sources, and this was what it boils down to from my connecting the dots, that the other side, the bad guys, the people managing Clinton, the people who would do anything to get her elected, they're concerned on a number of fronts. Number one, there is still the ongoing concern with her health, and can she make it to Inauguration Day? Number two, and more importantly, they're concerned whether or not they can truly throw the election enough to beat Trump. What's happened, Paul, and this is the consensus that a lot of us have reached, is that the only people that have changed their mind over things like the locker room tapes and the unbelievable stories of the nine women who somehow, from years ago, just remembered they were sexually assaulted without the filing one police report or anything else, people aren't being influenced by this. It's only the politicians who are looking for an excuse to jump off Trump's bandwagon because they're getting greased by those who support and benefit from the free trade agreements and illegal immigration. So, Paul, breaking this down, they don't know if they can throw the election. They don't know if they can commit massive voter fraud enough to do this. And I think the conventional wisdom is that Trump is way ahead. Now, that sets off another dilemma. And here's the other dilemma. If they can't beat Trump in the popular election, which I think it's clear they probably can't, then what will they do with the Electoral College? And now I'm hearing from my sources the electors are getting nervous. They're afraid of having their names published with their addresses. They're afraid of backlash. Many of them, from what I'm hearing, are backing off of their commitment to not vote for Trump. So now this leaves the bad guys, or we call the globalists, in a bit of a dilemma. They are trying to decide if they're going to have an election. So, Paul, let me throw it back to you. What's your response to that, and what can you add to this from what you know? <clears throat> well, I've been, you know, you and I talk off air and on some podcasts. I've been saying for a long time, I don't think there's going to be an election. I don't see how there can be an election. Either way, Hillary steals it, Trump wins it outright, it'll be There'll, there'll be violence. Yeah, well, yeah, Mike Adams actually I mean, wrote a really good them. article on that. Yeah, he, he talked 100 days before the election. He wrote an article said the 100 days, one side or the other is going to be committing acts of violence. So I, I think there's no question what you're saying is absolutely correct. And you're nailing it, Mike's nailing it, a lot of us feel this way. So what do you think they're going to do to stop the election? Well, I think you. I just. I think you dropped the bombshell this morning on the next wave of uh, cyber attacks, Dave. Well, the feeling that the military has, and that's about as deep as I can go into this because I've got a very good deep inside source. The feeling that they have, and it's more than a feeling, it's discussions they've had, is this: is that what we're seeing right now with the attack upon Netflix, Amazon, PayPal, et al., this is only the opening act. It's going to get considerably more serious as the election approaches. 
the feeling is they're going to go after critical infrastructure. They're going to go after the banks. They're going to go after a number of things. And, of course, Paul, you know who they're going to blame. Russia. Of course. No, no other. I mean, it's just like Donald Trump said in debate number three. When he looked at Clinton and said, you have no idea if the Russians are doing anything. And, you know, Paul, tell me something. And I'm sorry if my feeble mind can't keep up with current events. But how the heck do you hack into an election that's going to occur on November 8th, and we haven't even reached November yet? What are you hacking into exactly? Well, as we saw the maps from the last cyber attack, uh, I mean, they just got bigger and bigger, and, and what your source said, uh, they want to in, inflict pain on us to uh, put out the, you know, the Russia's bad, Russia's bad, Russia's very bad. And, uh, I mean, you know, I've been making some phone calls this morning. Oh, by the way, I talked to Quail, Steve Quail earlier, and uh, he said the, uh, that the, the Turkish armor has crossed Putin's red line. So things are... <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't either. In, uh, but so if you didn't hear that, he said the Turkish armor has crossed Putin's red line. Now, I haven't seen any confirmation of that on the Internet. That doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Turkey being one of the ones in Syria that would be encroaching. Turkey working with us, working with NATO against um, <clears throat> the Assad regime in Russia in order to destabilize it and make sure that they ultimately the New World Order can install its puppet dictator in there. And this could be the very thing that we've talked about recently and m the most likely thing that would be the linchpin that need to be that would need to be pulled in order to start World War III. And we're going back to the cyber attack, which was the number one story last night on <clears throat> pretty much any network you went on. Now, today it died down quite a bit. But... When I looked at that, my feeling was that okay, they're going to start this way. They're going to make it act like they're going to make it seem like oh, they're either because they really didn't blame it on anybody yet. But yes, Russia would be the ultimate one. I would think they'd want to blame because they could kill two birds with one stone. They could take down critical infrastructure. Actually, way more than two birds with one stone. They could take down critical infrastructure. Do what they're doing. Take down a lot of different businesses. Um, also. My feeling, they could blame Russia, but the, the bigger thing I was thinking that if they're in this full desperation mode, which they are in right now, I mean, that they actually would have the audacity to go up there and say Hillary Clinton's leading by 12 points. If they're in this ultra-mega-lie mode of epic proportions and it's not working, they know what the real polls are and they know who's going to actually show up on you know, election day to vote, wouldn't it behoove them? Wouldn't it be beneficial to the New World Order prior to the voting that is going to occur in early November regarding this whole presidential election? And I understand, yeah, you could say, well, it's already started. They're already rigging it from that standpoint, having dead people vote in, in these types of things. Um, <clears throat> wouldn't it behoove them to want to do this, not only to blame Russia, but also to take the internet down, have an excuse to say, oh yeah, all this stuff's happening and all of these internet sites, in fact, the internet itself has just become unstable. We're going to have to take it over, especially leading up to the election. Guess what that's going to do? It's going to almost totally shut down any alternative media. If they were, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying if they were to do it. Like sites like mine or Jones or Steve Quayle or anybody trying to get the truth out up on YouTube regarding the corruption in the coming elections, they won't have a voice, which would be the perfect scenario for the New World Order because then they could totally control the narrative. They could say, yeah, Hillary won by hair. You know, we, that Trump, he was, he was a lot closer than we thought, but she, she won by hair. And, and now we're going to have this uh, transitional period for until she gets into the White House, you know, in, in early uh, January, where she'll be officially, you know, ushered into the White House, I would think that that would very much benefit them. And if they can 
act like, oh, hey, look at this. There's these hackers that are angry about, you know, at the government. And, oh, they're, they're actually Russian. It'll come out, I'm sure. And look at what they're doing. That would also give us an excuse to go to World War III if we wanted. Because they've even said recently, I believe even Hillary said that, that, that she would view cyber attacks like any other attack. Like, in other words, she would, be, she would view a cyber attack like if they were sending nukes over to us. And there's all kind of stuff today up, up on um, alternative media about the, the things keep ratcheting up with Russia. That hasn't went anywhere. And apparently that has only gotten worse, but there's basically a news blackout of it mainstream news and it's hard to even find on alternative but that situation has gotten no better since my last study coil coil said it could get interesting real quick yeah. if you look at these attacks i mean if you look at the point of sale system like or you know where i work uh the, the, nobody carries cash anymore these kids got their card with the chip and the zip zip and the and the iphone tap on the on the machine and everything so <laughs> trying to lay this out as, as it could happen. I mean, hey, if you want to go that route, and most people do, I see old, young, middle-aged, I don't do it. I don't do it at all. I use cash for everything. I try to practice what I preach. doesn't mean I'm better than anybody. But I'm just telling you, the more you go along with the beast system, the more they have you right where they want you, the more they're tracking you, the more you're creating a paper trail, the more they know where you're going to be, what you're going to do. They're, they can predict with the, all these kind of algorithms, all this advanced computing stuff, pre-crime, <laughs> like the minority report. I mean, that's what they're, 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 they're analyzing these uh, databases constantly and gathering intel on you and information on you. And that's what Facebook is about. That's what Twitter's about. That's what Instagram's. All of these are data mining systems that were originally basically set up by the CIA to control you and to occupy your time. Um, and for you to fixate on, and also for you to give them basically every little bit of information about your life, including financial. I mean, if you get the point-of-sale system to go down, you get the EBT cards to go down, you get the banks to go down, and we know there's going to be a bank holiday because the SEC uh, put the ruling out on how to do a bank holiday a year and a half ago. It's buried yeah. somewhere in my, in my website. But this, the, just this, I mean... You want to be in a big city when the EBT cards don't work, where the banks don't work, the ATMs don't work? Uh-uh. This right here could bring on a, uh, a national security uh, event. And my source said, <clears throat> excuse me, sometime back, um, he said, you're not going to hear martial law on the, on the TV or the radio. What you will hear is continuity of government. And he said, at that time, he said, uh, it will probably be announced by a four-star out of uh, Northcom. So in, other words, so in other words, they're not going to announce we're under martial law because that's way too much of a, quote, conspiracy buzzword that we've heard too much in the past. They're going to call it something different. Well, I'm going to tell you what they're going to call it, and we're going to discuss this afterward. They're, gonna, they're going to call it um, authoritarian rule of law, okay, or A-R-O-L. That is what they're going to, and that's a very, very, uh, another possible scenario. And I mean, we're talking between now and the elections, okay? So we're, we're not talking a long time here. We're, we're talking this could be upon us very, 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 very quickly. I mean, 15 days, I guess, it looks like we're looking at right now. 15 days. So we're a hair over two weeks. And where this, all of this, these scenarios that we're talking about may or may not, it's really up to the Lord. It really is, because God is, is in control. If he is going to permit this, if this will be the linchpin for World War III, which we know really pretty much has to happen in order to bring about the tribulation. Even according, the New World Order would agree with me on this. The Illuminati, the Luciferians, they would agree on this they think they're actually going to defeat god though you know that type of thing and so we're looking at a very narrow window time frame here I, again um i hope i can broadcast for another five years or ten years it, it's been like ten years now 
Um, but what I'm telling you is there, there is, you know, always that possibility, and sometimes are stronger than others, that this could be the last broadcast that I'm going to do. And if this it was implemented, it wouldn't take place the day before the election, most likely. I doubt it. I mean, you could say, well, yeah, they're going to rig the election, and then they're going to impose martial law because they're going to say, oh, there's all this unrest in the country. Okay, that's a possible scenario as well. Okay, but it would be a higher likelihood that it would be in place beforehand. That way, if they make the internet go dark, they could control the narrative so much better. And we wouldn't have any access to alternative media and that type of thing. So, like I said, I think the most important thing any of us could do is just pray. Pray about the situation. And, and nevertheless, God's will be done, you know, because it may be his will that, that you know, this is the, the night is coming when no man can work, as Jesus talked about. So, um... Okay, let's go ahead and go further here. Oh, I mean, this this planning's been in for a long time. Gerald Salente broke it a year ago. They were putting bail-in bags into the banks for a bank holiday. Right. I've so, heard the same thing. Yeah, I mean, if, if you... Bank holiday is a very highly likely scenario in this as well, where you will not be able to have access to your funds and... You know, whether they would have the audacity to roll out a new currency on the other side of the banking holiday, uh, it seems to be a, a, a lot of things to implement at one time to me. Uh, but that is also another thing to think about we've talked at length about in times past. You lay out the obvious that the Clintons are toast all over the world, the news on them, with all these uh, Podesta emails and WikiLeaks. Uh, uh, Trump's going after the, the, the powers that be, the global powers, the new world order. Uh, there's no way they're going to let this happen. And I don't think, Clint, I don't think, you know, Obama may want to leave office and just go play golf. But, um, you know, my best source said before the last election, he said, this administration has no plans of ever leaving the White So, oh. I mean, we're, we're in no man's So his source told him, if you didn't hear that, is this administration has no plans on ever leaving the White House. Obama, which is another scenario we've went over extensively as well. And again, if he's able to implement martial law, or this authoritarian rule of law, which is another term for it, uh, basically the elections can be suspended, and he stays in office as long as the... Uh, martial laws in place now and again that's another scenario for them if they feel like okay trump's leading by too much we can't rig the election hillary's not in, in any kind of shape to even be the president even if we even if we get her in there her health is too poor okay well what's the other scenario well trump well um, i'm sorry um obama stays in with creepy joe biden you know and they and they basically rule by dictatorship at that point martial law it's going to be like a, a, a just an overt communist dictatorship rule by decree rule by executive order boot on your throat type of type of deal under that particular scenario uh civil war and um they might combine world war three with that scenario as well again there's a lot of different ways this could play out playing right now and, and uh, uh with you know with you telling me this could happen as early as monday uh you know pricked my ears up and, you know, one of the things we've all wondered for a long time is um, uh, some type of military intervention of what's left the, the, the good people that are, are still left in the military. So that's that's another bailiwick we've got to cover. But, um, I mean, time could be very short for us, uh, especially economically. Well, I think we have a shelf life on the economy no matter what happens in the immediate future, but I do agree it can be hastened by what's going on. But, Paul, the, the things that most concern me right now are the fact that it's almost as if the globalists are resigning themselves to the fact that Clinton isn't either going to prevail in the election, and they can't cheat enough to, to make her prevail, and if they steal the election by bribing the electors, and I do mean outright bribery or threatening, then you've got the backlash of the people that will be almost instantaneous. And, Paul, let me interject this here, and I think you'll find this aha. You're about ready to have an aha moment, as I think is the listening audience. 
As most people know who follow me on the Common Sense Show, on Thursday I was contacted by Mr. Mailer from the New York Times, his reporter. And his whole interview was premised on the notion, did I know of any backlashes that were going to happen when Clinton is elected? Uh, and the tone insinuated it would be violent backlashes. In other words, yours truly has his ear to the ground and is probably a participant in such actions. So as you know, Paul, I took defensive action not once, not twice, but three times where I published on my website what I said. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. So there, what there, this is very important, what he's going over here. The New York Times, or the, these Washington Post or whatever, these mainstream media outlets are starting to, to contact people in the alternative media prior to the election, basically acting them. What kind of backlash do you expect if uh, Trump loses this type of stuff? They're, they're trying to set us up to be blamed as the bad guys so that when martial law is imposed, they will look like the good guys when they go door-to-door -door for gun confiscation or, or when a whole bunch of people turn up missing, disappeared. That's what it sounds like to me. These slimy devils, that's what they're doing ahead of time. So what I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> the next two weeks, I mean, and, and beyond, it could be the biggest roller coaster ride any of us have ever seen in America. It, maybe it won't, maybe it won't, but it has the potential like no other time I've ever seen. Paul, yesterday, Mike Adams contacted me late in the day, actually in the evening, and told me he was asked the same exact questions by the Washington Post. Now, since when does the Washington Post or the New York Times call Dave Hodges and Mike Adams for any kind of an opinion? They don't. This is a setup piece. They are trying to anticipate the public's response. They are also, if there is a violent backlash, they want to place it elsewhere than where it belongs. Rather than the election was stolen by the Clinton people and the globalists, well, we're responsible for the violence, being we, meaning Dave Hodges, Mike Adams, et al. And I mean including that Steve, Steve Quayle, Doug Hagman, Joe Hagman, John B. Wells, you, everybody. This was the whole purpose of what they're doing. And I think right now they're doing some gauging, Paul. They're doing some public opinion polling to see how widespread this backlash is going to be. Because if you put 150, even 100, even 50, even 10 million Americans on the street with guns, they can't control this. No, they can't. But that just shows they're very desperate, Dave. Yeah, well, they're worried. And the guy almost seemed dumbfounded when I talked to the New York Times reporter, and I said, I don't know of anything. What? I said, well, look, I said, if Clinton goes door to door with her thugs and starts stealing the guns from people in violation of the Second Amendment, I said, there's going to be some incidences. But I said, I can't speak to who and what, and I don't know of any organization. And he was just dumbfounded that I wouldn't sit here and say, well, it's the XYZ crew who've been meeting on Thursday nights, and they're going to shoot people if Trump loses. He, he was really seemed to be concerned that I wasn't willing to commit to that kind of a statement. Um, they're anticipating, and they're afraid, that there's going to be a backlash. And I will tell you, Paul, I do think, now, I, I'm too old to run into fat fight, all that, all those metaphors you get, you know, when you hit the magic sixes. But the bottom line is here, is I have no intention of getting out in the street. I'm not physically capable anymore. But the reality is, Paul, that there are a lot of Americans who might do this. I don't know the movement, but don't. what do you think? If they steal the election by bribing the electors, do you think there'll be violence in the streets? I, I, I don't know if that would be enough to trigger it. I know there'd be a horrendous backlash on, with, you know, websites like yours, Steve Quayle, mine, InfoWars. And, and again... If they make the internet go dark, blame it on the Russians. They're already yoking up the Russians saying that they're working with Alex Jones and Trump. And even no matter how much it's denied, they could just lump them all into one thing, blame them all as unconstitutional, unpatriotic, which again gives them more of an excuse to go after them. And it seems to be that's what they're setting the alternative media up for, to lump them into the bad basket with the Russians who are causing all of this, when in reality they're doing every bit of it through their double-dealing, fork-tongue, lying devil agenda that they're trying to implement. Yeah, World Net, Lee and Breitbart and all that. But, uh, 
the, the media the, the, the media is toast. They know it. We know it. Listeners know it. Uh, the political machinations that are going on right now are atomic. And, you know, people like that have a right to be afraid because they've been lying to us for a hundred years. And now it's just out in the open, uh, especially with all, a lot of the comments that have been made in the in the uh, WikiLeaks releases. So I don't know if that would be enough to start a small or mini civil war. Uh, I know it would be a great gnashing of teeth, but uh, again, I, I don't think we're going to get to the election. Uh, I think there'll be a, some sort of crisis quickly that will force continuity of government to be announced. Yes. And then we're and then we're off to the races. I would agree, and I think the cyber attacks are the precursor to this because it's only going to grow. So they're basically agreeing with what I'm saying here as well about what the cyber attack that's starting yesterday with that and what that could lead into. Uh, we're going to talk about this more in the next audio uh, regarding this authoritarian rule of law, martial, basically martial law potential before the election, what that scenario would look like. Well, I, Paul, as I sit here and scratch my head in wonderment of these events unfold, the people I trust the most have told me this, and I'm going to go back four years and bring it to the present briefly. There was an attempted coup with Benghazi, and if people doubt that, they can go to the commonsenshow.com and put Benghazi coup into the search engine, and you'll go right to these articles I wrote in October based on insider sources that were verified four months later when the rest of the media picked up on it. But I, w I asked the question after the coup failed when General Hamm and Admiral Guyette were arrested before they could launch the rescue mission that would have saved Chris Stevens, and he would have obviously turned into a whistleblower because he knew he was set up. But when that failed, I said to a couple of my sources, why don't you just do it again? You don't have to save anybody. Just go take over the White House. What's to prevent the military from doing that? They fired, at that time, over 200 of your leaders. And they said, we don't have the popular support. Paul, I'm going to connect a couple dots here, and I get your reaction to this. Well, with 200 of the major military brass gone, you know, generals and colonels, and I mean, yeah, they probably don't have popular support because they're 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 basically you know gelding the military. They're 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 purging the military to a point where all you're going to have is Obama yes men in the military at the at the highest levels, and that's why it's very important to have all that. In, position ahead of time because when martial law is implemented they will take orders and not to say not to say all the people in the military will take orders all the lower ranking people but the top brass generally will do that because they've been pre-positioned there ahead of time for that very purpose when we look at what's going on today if you get significant number of americans in the street and the military basically has told me members of the military, ex-members of the military, intel people, ex-intel people, all say the same thing. They can't be wrong. They said, if the people supported us, we'd have no trouble arresting these criminals who've hijacked our government. Well, I think if we put people in the street over the Electoral College issue, I think it'd be very possible the military would join in, which is why I think they're practicing for this at the UX-16 drills in Texas. What's your reaction to all that? Well, as a not currently serving uh, Marine, I, I, I don't have a problem with that either. I mean, all of these criminals are out in the open. Um, you see the amount of people that are showing up at, at Trump rallies and the non-existent people showing up at Hillary rallies. And, uh, you know, the... I, if I was one of if I was one of those military people thinking about doing something like that, I you know looking at looking at the crowds and looking at the support for for uh, Donald Trump and what he's saying, uh, uh, I think we're right. Yeah, let, let me tell you something else. I get your perspective on a different angle. A lot of people think that Trump didn't step on Hillary's throat during the three debates when he had the chance. Namely, he didn't go after the Clinton Foundation, and with my interviews and InfoWars interviews with Gary Haven, 
it's been very easily established the Clintons took $2 billion for relief effort in Haiti, and they're nowhere to be found. Uh, they're, they're, I've been, We're going to talk about that much more later in the broadcast. done a video on this. InfoWars with Joe Biggs has done a video on this. Uh, he, he could have gone after the Clinton Foundation and, and their laundering of money <clears throat> through HSBC when Comey was on the board of directors and Lynch refused to prosecute when she was given evidence by senior VP of HSBC, John Cruz. He didn't do that. And then he didn't do the selling the, of the uranium to the Russians through the Clinton Foundation front company, Uranium One, and it was the dang New York Times that first ran the story, Paul. Here, here's the dilemma a lot of people find themselves in with Trump. On one hand, they want to believe this billionaire has jumped ship and really does now care about his country and has developed a conscience. And on the other hand, he won't step on Clinton's throat during the debates when he had the chance. So is his candidacy really authentic? What's your reaction to that? Well, I mean, anything's possible. I mean, I think he was trying to speak to the basic goodness in America and, and, and uh, not, you know, dragging some lady across the across the floor, which he very well could. I mean, you could have done a better debate, or I could have, or Steve Quayle, or anybody could have. But uh, I think, you know, I, I think he's honest in his words. Uh, he's been very consistent in what he's saying, and what he what he, you know, uh, dropped on everybody today was just exactly what needs to be done. So, um, like I said, it, you know, trust but verify. <laughs> but, Thank you, Mr. Reagan. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but I mean, like I said, we're 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 literally this country is in absolute no man's land. I mean, yeah. the 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 egg timer's on. Yeah, this country hasn't seen this kind of division since Fort Sumter in 1861. Paul, I need you to reorient. I need you to reorient towards your mic. I'm, we're having a hard time hearing you. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I mean, economically, we're in no man's land. Deutsche Bank can blow any minute, and their actual... Uh, uh, debt loads about seventy four trillion, not forty nine trillion. It's seventy four trillion. That that's a, a, a bomb that that blows everything apart. Um, well, Paul, that's that, that, that's just absolutely amazing that you bring that up. I want to cover that with you in a second interview. I don't really want to go down that avenue because it, it, we need to do a mini interview on that. But I want to stay on this point, and the point is this. Scale of 1 to 10. 10 being we're absolutely having an election. 1, we're absolutely not having an election. Where would you place the marker today? At least a 2, if not a 1. There's no way. They're not yeah. going to let Trump near the White House. Not get even nowhere near. I mean, he's going to prosecute people. Uh, yeah, when I was talking to Quell, he, he asked me if I heard where, you know, but if they feel confident enough and they have enough of their garbage in place, UN monitoring the elections, FEMA, Homeland Security, all of the rigging of the mass media to, to an extent that is unprecedented, saying that Hillary has a 12-point lead right now on CNN, they may, I mean, it would be most beneficial to them if they feel they can pull that off to go that route. And you could say, well, yeah, but the exit polling will, yeah, but the exit polling, they're going to suppress all of that. They're not going to let any of that hit mainstream media. Yeah, it'll be all over alternative media if alternative media is up. Like I said, with the cyber attacks, they could, they could make the internet go dark and, and we could all, we could maybe rely on it at that point is supposedly cable news or something, which would be the perfect scenario for them because they could totally control the narrative. And then they say, oh, yeah, Hillary Hillary wins by a nose. We, but that Trump, he really gave it all he had. He really was a, you know, he really scrapped for every vote or whatever. <laughs> so I'm just trying to also give another look at that where where on, on some way they, I mean, because to me, if they're audacious enough to say that Hillary has a 12-point lead right now, 15 days out or whatever, then that is kind of letting me or, or, or 
are leading me in the direction to think that they are going to try to steal it. And again, we've got things in place that we have never had before regarding steel. Not only do you have the rigged voting machines, the Diebold electronic voting, which is, you know, all they have to have is a little, uh, little software modification on those to make sure she wins 49 to 51 or whatever. But now you've got the UN and FEMA and Homeland Security involved on top of that. I mean, it's, it's unprecedented as far as I can see. Clinton said, we better get in office or he's going to hang all of us. Yeah, I and saw that. Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, Quayle said, uh, he said, I think that's code for unleash the dogs of war. And, uh, I mean, your source said, uh, you know, if, if this, with this unbelievable cyber attack that's possibly to come, uh, if he can get the support, you know, we all hate Russia, bomb, 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 bomb Russia, and they go in with a bunch of bombers into Syria, Putin's going to blow those things out of the air. And then you know what happens next. Well, we launch the nukes. Absolutely. Yes, that's, uh, that's a given. In fact... You almost think those poor pilots and their crews are intentional, and I want to be heard very carefully on this, intentional sacrificial lambs. They already know that. Well, but that's just the beginning. Because if you remember from my last study, I got into this. What they would want to do if we go into a World War III scenario is get as many of our good troops, and I would even imagine the good troops, the ones that they suspect would not go along with turning guns on Americans, going door-to-door for gun confiscation, killing Americans, I would almost guarantee you those people have already been vetted, ferreted out, set aside. They're going to be the ones going overseas. These bombers they're talking about being, being annihilated would just be the first salvo. They would actually ship all of our, our good troops overseas so that they could not be here to actually go against the New World Order to, to truly defend the homeland from a from a righteous standpoint. And what would we be left with? We would be left with the traitorous troops that will go, the traitorous generals, colonels, that they've that Obama's already pre-positioned way ahead of time that we've talked about, that we just talked about, you know, a few minutes ago. The bad troops and all of the foreign troops and black lives matter and all the muslims they've brought in and all the illegal alien gangs that will be activated as well and, and who knows who knows who else they're going to release the nihilists now i know that's that's worst case scenario and i know god's bigger than all of this and none of this may happen right now but i'm telling you this would be at some point along the way part of their plan because they've put untold trillions into the scenario that i just outlined and they don't put that type of money effort manpower into something like that unless they're going to ultimately try to implement it at some point now god could throw a big monkey wrench into their whole works and they'd be exposed and these types of things and and through god's intervention through the prayer of the saints and, and the saints fasting and these types of things Okay, so I always want to present that scenario, and, and um, the thing that, and I've said this before a lot about Dave Hodges and these types of people, you're only going to get doom and gloom with when you're hearing them interview. You're, you're going to hear no mention of God, typically. You, I think you're going to hear a little bit about that at, at the end. But it's, <laughs> I like to interject a lot of the Lord Jesus Christ into these, these teachings, and, and so I always want to say, let's keep our eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's, let's pray. God always does preserve a remnant. I don't want to, I, I'm not here to, you know, get everybody down and, and, and having them, you know, feel terrible about themselves. But we're very, very close to something that, that could be um, cataclysmic in a very, very big way. And I have to warn my listeners regarding that. This crap's going to happen. They're still going to let these men go to their death. So they have the preemptive excuse of, we've done this before, Paul. 1848, General Taylor crosses the disputed boundary of Mexico at the so-called Lucy's River when we said it was a real grand. He rides directly at a Mexican encampment and can't understand why in a state of war they fire on American soldiers killing seven, and that was the excuse to go and start the Mexican War. 1898, 
We had no business sailing a battleship into Cuba, which was the sovereign territory of Spain. They didn't invite us in. All the officers are off uh, the ship, and the ship blows up and kills 300 sailors. That becomes the excuse for the Spanish-American War. How many times are we going to play this theme out, Paul? Well, it just it works. You know, that's what that's what I've been telling everybody. I said the cake's always the same. They just put some new frosting and a couple of toys, a choo-choo and a pine tree, in, or a palm tree on it. You know, oh, we got a new cake. No, it isn't. It's the same cake over and over again, and they fall for it. You know, patri- patriotism is the refuge of scoundrels, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna beat the drums of war and show some dead bodies or body counts and, you know, stuff exploded on, you know. Aircraft on the ground, blown up, and and we're off to the races again. Uh, but and when he means off to the races, we're talking about World War Three here in this particular scenario. They're going to have some contrived event like they do with every other war, where you know, look at these horrific, look at what Russia did, look at you know, it's invariably, most likely, how that's going to start. So just be on the lookout. You know, they they've got to have a war, Dave. They just absolutely have to have one. What that war also does is totally get the spotlight off them. I mean, you've had WikiLeaks and, and with Assange coming out with new email dumps every day. You've got all the stuff that Trump has been doing. And then a lot, a ton of other whistleblowers on all of the, the um, women that have come out of the woodwork exposing Bill Clinton. I mean, uh, three, or, three or four of them were at the last uh, debate, or I think the second debate, you know, uh, of Bill's, just some of his his women that he's raped, like on the front row, type of thing. I mean, you've got more stuff coming out against these devils now than I have ever seen ever. So a, what a war does is it allows them to just sweep all that stuff aside and say, "Hey, don't look at that. Look at this. This is so much bigger. We're going to protect you." We're going to lead America into battle, and we're going to, you know, protect the republic. Sis, boom, ba, rah, rah, rah. This is what the scenario that they that they would like to implement, because it could accomplish so many of their agendas in one fell swoop. Well, they do on a number of fronts. They, the, first of all, they need to restore the petrodollar, which means the destruction of Syria and Iran at all costs. Who cares if the planet's destroyed? Who cares if we introduce nuclear winter and you have to live underground or die? Who cares, as long as the globalists get their way? So, I, Paul, I, we're in complete harmony on that point, but I will sum this up on my end, from my sources. They believe that this economy is going to be taken down. They're not sure exactly what the sector will be that will do it. They could attack Wall Street and do it. They could attack the banks and do it. They could attack both and do it. But they are convinced that what we're seeing right now is a beta test, and we're just warming up the pan that's going to blame the Russians. I mean, Clinton has seized at every opportunity now to blame the Russians for this. You know, I suppose when she falls downstairs because she can't stand up straight without drugs in her system, she blames the Russians. It's it's incredible. Paul, any final words? Uh, pray like you never prayed before because we're going to need it. Amen, my you know, brother. I've been well, saying three or four years, you know, for my favorite movie, The Green Mile. We're all walking the Green Mile, get right with Jesus because... The planet's walking the Green Mile now. And everybody in it. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've been kind enough, uh, he's been kind enough to join us, Paul Martin, from RevolutionRadio.org, and I'd encourage you to visit his site. And remember... So that was Paul Martin, RevolutionRadio.org. Um, okay, now we're going to go to the next video next, which is going to kind of be a continuation of this, but we're going to get into more of the martial law scenario. Hi, this is Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show, and you're listening to the Red List News. Now, this video is the authoritarian rule of law. Um, we're going to be finding out what that actually means, because it's a term I had never even heard of before, um, <clears throat> up until this week. We are freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. Well, there's a lot of information that's making its way out on the Internet. And in particular... It happens to deal with the question of whether or not there's going to be a 2016 election or will the 2016 election, if it's allowed to take place, is it going to be a prelude to total anarchy? And there are documents now that have been leaked, both from the Army and from Homeland Security, 
that indicate that they are preparing for this eventuality. Of course, they'd be fools if they didn't. I have detailed many times on the CommonSenseShow.com that UX-16, U-W-E-X, UX-16, Unconventional Warfare Exercise 16, has been ongoing. Now, officially ended in June, but it hasn't ended. This is what people tell me who are actually participants in it or members of their family have told me via cryptic email. <clears throat> They're practicing for the American military having gone rogue. This is why we see the prevalence of foreign troops in this country. And so, again, the UX-16, which I covered in the last teaching, their training exercises now in the military are, are, are tending to focus on practicing for the factions of our military that have gone rogue because they realize how criminal the criminal government has come in and imposed most likely martial law, and they're telling the military to go door-to-door -door for gun confiscation and there's going to be these factions of the military that are going to go, quote, rogue and not go along with it. So this is what our own military is literally practicing for. I mean, how insane. They're undeniable at this point. I mean, it was even silly to have the debate. But when we talk about what could be going on, Mac Sabo has come up with his information, and it matches my information 50%. And because we're both coming from different directions, that's not surprising. But what it does say is there is definitely a move on the part of this establishment to not accept the election results. Hillary Clinton, I believe, is tanking. The only people that jumped off Trump's ship are the leadership the people who are being bought off by the controllers of the free trade agreements and who want illegal immigration to continue because of the financial benefits. So when we look at what's going on today, the average Trump supporter has not jumped off the ship. People who are making their mind up, for the most part, appear to be going with Trump, and they're not swayed by the locker room talk, nor the convenient memories of people who suddenly remember it after years of an event in which Donald Trump sexually abused them, they finally come forward with it despite the fact they've never filed one police report, filed one civil lawsuit. But the bulk of the country seems to be moving in the direction of Trump, and it seems to be happening quickly. Now, we already know that the DHS is monitoring the 2016 election. In fact, they've even invited in UN observers. And you go to vote, and you see these people there, go up to them and politely tell them to leave because elections under the Tenth Amendment are under the purview of the states. But the reason they're there is because if the election doesn't go their way, I believe we're going to see the mother of all false flags and we're going to see a lockdown of critical infrastructure. And this is DHS way. Mobilizing for the elections is really mobilizing for the seizure of critical infrastructure. There are, what's interesting, um, things floating out there about the progression of the implementation of what we call martial law. And it doesn't necessarily go in the order in which we see FM 39.4 and other documents that have been leaked. But what we look at here is, first of all, what we're looking at is you will have troops that will have their leaves canceled, They'll be restricted to base. They'll be on high alert, told they're getting ready to fight the Russians and or the Chinese. Um, they'll be receiving medical treatments like we did with the Gulf War troops, uh, such as vaccinations, and told they're going to be deployed. Um, we're all Boy, that could be another scenario, you know, where <laughs> the troops are all vaccinated prior to being deployed to fight the Russians and or the Chinese. And these vaccinations are basically just like a death bomb. I mean, they're 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 horrible as as they could be right now. But I mean, like I said, they've had injectable microchip nanobot dust for a long time. They've got nanobots that they can put in. I mean, they, they can literally, which can act, which can be activated via remote control. And act like, you know, basically like a death program. So, 
that scenario in and of itself could be totally cataclysmic to our to our military, uh, our good military in particular. Also going to see the mobilization, and we're already seeing this to a large extent. I get the reports every day on my email about the shipment of massive convoys of military hardware that'll be pre-positioned, but they're not necessarily pre-positioning for the Russians. They're pre-positioning for us if the election is stolen. And then we look at uh, something, it's interesting, Mac talked about this, and I've heard the same term, authoritarian rule of law, ARAL for short. It's a euphemism now. It's a term that it looks like it's replaced martial law. Mac said the same thing in his article. I've heard the same thing now for three years. And Paul Martin, through his sources, has been told they're not going to call this martial law. They're basically going to label it some form of continuity of government. And then we'll also see uh, military and, the F and FEMA consolidating resources, controlling the water supply, and also feeding the public because we know the average American, according to the FEMA studies, only has 72 hours worth of food. Why the heck do you think I've cast my lot with a storage food company like Numana? Why? Because everyone needs it. And the less vulnerable you are in terms of having your own water, having your own food, having alliances and a way to protect this, you're not going to have to cross that line into the camp to get fed. And once you cross that line, you're dead meat. And if you don't think this is a reality, go back and look up on the Common Sense Show search engine, Operation Mountain Guardian. It's right there, folks, where they practiced for this in 2011. And then a short time later, they did the same thing at the New York Giants NFL football stadium. They did the exact same thing. Right there, they called the drill the red zone. Yeah, red list, blue list. <clears throat> Things are heating up. And I recently interviewed Paul Martin about the possibilities. He doesn't believe there's going to be an election. I tend to lean in that direction. Although I don't know if I'm as strongly committed to that thought as Paul is. But I think there's a good chance that if the other side doesn't think that they can cheat enough to win the election, that they can't buy off enough electors in the Electoral College. And by the way, as I said in the interview with Paul, I'm getting information these electors are getting skittish. They're worried about a public backlash against them. And then I'll conclude this by saying the following. And I'm going to sing this loud and clear, and you're going to hear this many times. On Thursday... This last Thursday, two days ago, I was contacted on October 20th by the New York Times, and they wanted to know what I knew about backlash reactions planned if Clinton is elected. Clearly was a setup piece designed to blame myself and other people in the Patriot community, because Mike Adams got exactly the same questions from the Washington Post 24 hours later. So clearly, the mainstream media... Okay, so Dave Hodges got contacted by New York Times, M Mike Adams, um, the New York Post. Um, so, yeah, we've got different liberal media outlets now contacting high-level people in the alternative media, which is highly unusual, and you know there's some evil agenda behind it. His posturing that they expect something to happen because of the actions of the globalists that own these institutions, and they want to put the blame elsewhere. They want to put the blame on people like myself and Mike Adams for inciting violence. And for the record, I'm inciting no violence. I have called for the boycott of banks, go to credit unions. I've called for the boycott of major corporations like Walmart and the other slave marts. Don't feed the beast. Shop locally. That's the extent of my advocacy at this point, other than get out and support Trump. And then once we see how the election goes, we'll go from there. But nowhere in Mike Adams' plan of action or in my plan of action are we advocating for violence. But the other side is because when we see that they have AROL, a new word for martial law, and they're planning to roll it out, in reaction to the public reacting to the election results, I can tell you right now, the fix is in. Clinton's going to steal the election by any means possible, 
and they're going to lock us down in this country. And that's when the gun confiscations will start, and when they get us under control, and I've been predicting this for four years, first you got martial law, and then you've got World War III. And by the way, when the economy crashes because of the cyber attacks going on, they'll blame the Russians, even though it's a false flag that we're doing to ourselves. Well, that's it for the Red List News. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, so those are some more possible scenarios. We've got a little bit more of a clarification on this authoritarian rule of law, which is the term they'll be using for martial law, if they choose to... Um, implement this and then now i'm not going to play this but this is another interview he did and it was the media director of oath keepers uh 39 minute interview and you can find it on the internet expresses grave concern for the future safety of americans so there's a lot of different people in um from a lot of different factions that are weighing in on this and they're all kind of saying the same thing and there, there's a lot of different confirmation there uh, okay, so I believe, yeah, that's that's all I want to cover for part one, and we will go to part two next. God bless you, and see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.